Welcome to Charmed Life, a radio show discussing spirituality, magic, and the unconditional love of the universe. Thanks for tuning in. And I am your host, Trisha Carr. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm really excited about today's show, and I know you all are going to be completely edified, uplifted in so many ways, and it's going to move you toward your desires in some real tangible ways. So thank you for being here. Just a couple of announcements before I get started. Well, actually, I'd like to welcome new listeners because we are now on iHeartRadio, and yay, hooray. Well, you could do applause now, Jarvis. Do those applause. (laughs) Applause, please. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> we rarely I better wait till they die down I'm, thank you thank you please sit down um, we rarely use sound effects on this show um, I, I kind of I'm, I'm a sound effect machine on my own I make weird faces and sounds sometimes so um, but we're on iHeartRadio now and I'm really excited about that and grateful and want to welcome anyone who's listening on that platform and um, welcome others who may be listening on another platform you can listen on iHeartRadio it's a really fantastic platform for music and podcasts just everything in the world that you can find um, you can find Ryan Seacrest there, so you know uh, that that says it all. Um, and also, you can watch the archives on uh, obviously YouTube. You can watch them live on any of my um, social media streams, which would be Trisha Carr Charm on Facebook and on on Twitter. I also have a Charmed Life eleven eleven on Twitter. You can watch these on Periscope and in the live stream, and that way you can call in and you can see my wonderful guests live as they are doling out their wisdom for you. And we are taking calls today, 323-524-2599. We're going to get into the topic a little bit. So if you uh, call in and you're on hold, just know that we will get to you as soon as we can. And if you do call in and you do not get on air, just know that Spirit is organizing the messages for you, for me, for everyone who is listening in all space and time. Because guess what? The universe is that capable and knows what we're all going to do. Isn't that amazing? Because we're co-creating it right now. So... Um, Also, I want to tell you that I have a Facebook group. Um, It is where I broadcast this, and I'm also talking about different topics to do with spiritual entrepreneurs and other things about developing your intuition and serving with your light and your love. And you can find that by looking up facebook.com slash groups slash charmed life love, and you'll recognize it by my logo. And if you're brand new, I'm Trisha Carr. I am a medium. I'm an intuitive. I'm an animal communicator and an energy healer. And uh, most of all, I just love uh, growing with you guys. So thank you for being here and contributing your light, your questions, your attention. All of that is creating this experience and changing the world. And so do please like, share, comment, uh, whatever way that you're participating. The more that you participate in a manifested way, the more you're changing the planet. So thank you. And with that, I will go ahead and get into today's topic and welcome our guest. She's amazing. Uh, the name of today's show is, is this, it, sorry, too many is's in a row, is spiritual business an oxymoron? And she's Kimberly Masca. She is a spiritual biz coach and the publisher of Spiritual Biz Magazine. And so please welcome Kimberly. Thank you for being here. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Well, I'm so excited because Kimberly is someone that I aspire to be, I should say. Well, no, I want to be me, but I'm going to take a piece of what Kimberly's light is shining and I'm going to say, I'm going to drink in that. But she is also, well, I'm going to let you tell tell everybody about your work and your journey. Get everybody into the Kimberly Masca world. 
Sure, absolutely. So, um, well, gosh, my my soul calling, my purpose, and I know this uh, for a fact, is to be able to show spiritual entrepreneurs how to create a business, how money is not the thing that we all think it is, that it's just energy, and that we can really create a ripple effect. So that's like my passion. And it comes from, um, gosh, I have a Wall Street background. So I worked on Wall Street for eight years, and nine of us created our own part, our, our partnership and created, took to $105 million this like crazy ground. So business me um, comes fairly easy, I guess is the right word to say. And um, so that is where I bring that in and for the intuitive side. My mom, amazing psychic medium, and I have that gift and I've had it since I was a kid and really never gave it much thought of that's just what we do. That's, I don't know, it was normal to see things that other people couldn't see and know what was going to happen and never really thought about combining the two until like I left Wall Street And then I also saw I was on my path and I was meeting spiritual entrepreneurs who really didn't know how to pull that business side together. And I was like, well, that part's easy. I'm like, you have these amazing (laughs) gifts. Let's get you out there. And then I also saw how my mom suffered for never really fully stepping out with her gift. Mm. It was something that she kept in and that she kind of did, but the family kind of looked at us like, you know, oh, those two, that's what they do. And so she never fully stepped out. And I truly believe that that is part of what killed her in the long run. She was holding in that gift and it, you know, it takes you down that road of all the stuff inside and it was cancer that finally did it. Mm. But like, that was all tied together. Wow. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. That's really vulnerable for you to share all of that. It's beautiful. Um, The the feed broke up just a little bit. I believe Kimberly said that she built a company from scratch that became a $165 million company. Is that right? That is correct. Okay, good. Just (laughs) want to make sure everyone heard that number. (laughs) That is correct. (laughs) Yeah, But that's just 165 million points of energy. And that's exactly the point. Like people say like, how did you do that? That's amazing. And Mm -hmm. it's really, um, I don't see it. Yes, it's amazing. Yes, it was a whole different time and what we did. But really, when it comes to creating your business, it's just we are finding where our vibrational matches, right? We're just Mm -hmm. bringing in the love and abundance that comes from the love that our tribe shows us. When our tribe shows us love, it comes in the form of energy money. So it's really not as... uh, crazy and out there as we think it is it's just about being able to be in vibrational match with what we're de- what we're desiring I love I love that you use the word tribe because I use that word too I love it yeah. so much it's really it's like referring to uh, being a village together and mm-hmm. and collecting your intention it's 11 11 holla <laughs> perfect yeah <laughs> so um I think that's really wonderful so your mother um she was a psychic medium and did she ever get to do it professionally did she ever do it that way or no nope. it was mm-hmm. just something you know we grew up I mean, I don't know how to describe it, but I think everyone out there who's who's gifted like this, we know it's just part of how we are. And then mm-hmm. we start to wonder, like, is that weird? And then the family, the first time you share a story with the family, I remember she, her sharing a story with her her mom about that. I think it was her aunt had transitioned and the aunt came to visit her. She felt the bed you know, sink down as the aunt sat and started to speak to her. And she shared the that with the family. And they were like, you don't talk about that. Like, that's wow. not really what happened. And so you get this pushing down. So then I think you just become uncomfortable with it. And she would do things where she would tell her mother, like, okay, today, I think so-and-so is coming would be an aunt they hadn't seen in like 10 years. Aunt so-and-so is coming and she's going to ring the doorbell. And the doorbell hadn't worked in 
you know, since they'd owned the house. <laughs> and so they said, oh, well, you're crazy. That can't happen. And sure enough, that person showed up that day and rang the doorbell. And the doorbell worked. And so that stuff would freak the family out. So it was like, <laughs> you're not supposed to do that. So she kept it in. and But it was something she and I always did. It was just... I don't know, just what you did, communicating non-verbally and mm. having things that come visit that you see. And, you know, it just became normal. And I never really gave it much thought, truly. <laughs> it was just what we did. <laughs> I, I just love that you had each other to express it to one another and to practice with one another. It's really beautiful to be your yeah. most natural selves with one another. And it's beautiful that it was in the, the parent-child relationship. So that's wonderful. I'm, I want to celebrate that. <laughs> it's really yeah, I was, I was truly blessed with her presence. Mm-hmm. And even with her not in this physical dimension anymore, still truly blessed with her presence as we're in communication all the time. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, we are all are right now because she's the inspiration for the work that you're doing that is helping yeah. so many people. So even though in that physical life she didn't get to be the full healer who was making money and and uh, you know a tri- being able to have that energetic exchange she's doing it now so that's beautiful and i yeah. appreciate i appreciate her what is your mother's name her name is martha martha thank you so much yeah. for your gifts <laughs> you're sharing them now beautiful. well um yeah so that that fear you know what what is interesting is it's it's really changing. I mean, if you look at the um, the millennials, we call them, you know, the younger generation, they come in, they come in just being okay with it, and they're no longer ten years old. They're now adults. You know, <laughs> their their presence is changing it. And then maybe uh, you're you and I, I think we're in about the same generation. We we came into if we didn't if we were hiding it under a bushel, we started to um, express that even if it were a little bit later. So what is what do you think that is? Doing for the landscape, and certainly as it as it speaks to how spiritual entrepreneurs can actually make money that way. Yeah, so I think with you know the people coming in that have the gift that are just very free with it, I think it's actually allowing those who are a little more quiet about it to get the courage to step out. So I think that's helping that it's becoming more mainstream. You know, people before I didn't even talk about meditation and spirituality. They're like, "What are you talking about?" And now it's something that's more accepted. And people can talk about the fact that they're a psychic medium and that doesn't freak everybody out. It's still made a few, but it's lovely that the people coming in are starting to really own it. And I think that does help the people who are, who are afraid because I've, I know I've spoken with many potential clients that are sitting in so much fear about stepping out as who they are. Mm. And it's because, you know, they've been in this corporate arena and the world sees them a certain way. They've created a certain perception of this individual. And when it's time to, really tap into their gifts, they're terrified to step out. And to me, that like really breaks my heart when I have mm. someone that I'm speaking with that I know has an amazing gift that I know can step out and change people's lives. But the fear is greater than their desire to, to step out mm. and really help. And I think that's when like that, that ego kind of steps in, right? Because we're starting to think about us. What are they going to say about us? They're going to look at me and what are they going to think? And when we start looking at how that impacts us, and that's where the fear comes from, is the fear is coming from the ego. And as we're sitting in that fear, we can't move. But I think if we can take a moment and start to look at it as how are we going to serve and how can I use this gift to serve, then it's no longer about us. And when it's no longer about us, then the fear disappears. It's just like the person that runs into a burning building. They're not thinking about, oh, I might get burned while I'm running in to save the family dog. No, they're thinking about the dog or the person or whatever's still in that building. So they're not thinking about themselves. So when we can remove the 
the thoughts of ourselves, then that's when we can really serve at a higher level. Oh, yeah, that's wonderful. Completely agree. And if, if we could just focus on the joy, we just focus on the healing. Well, um, at, Jesus said that, uh, I, I come from the church, so I, I love referencing me some Jesus sometimes. <laughs> Jarvis over there laughing too. He's also an expat of the church. <laughs> So, but Jesus said that, um, seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and all these things will be added unto you as well. So you can, instead of the kingdom of heaven, or you can sub in there anything that is seek first love, seek first peace, seek first the healing, and then all of the things will be added unto you as well. As long as you're not blocking it, as long as you're not saying, oh, I don't want the money, <laughs> right? right. <laughs> because the universe that's does not like contradiction. <laughs> no, right. Then you're just going to stay put. And I, talk to me about how I love, I've heard you say that if you you aren't charging X amount, I, I don't, I'm not sure exactly what you say, then it's selfish. If you're not receiving the yeah. right amount of money or energy, we would say it's actually a selfish act. Tell me about that. Yeah. So I always, uh, you know, I teach my spiritual entrepreneurs that if you aren't crossing the six figure mark a year, that you are being selfish because mm. what's happening is you're not really stepping out with your gift. Mm. You're, you are playing small. And we play small. That's when we're just helping. We help the neighbors and we've got a few, you know, our friends always come to us for advice. What am I supposed to do? And if you really have this gift, you should be changing more lives. Mm. And again, the energy exchange there is the more people you help, you get the energy back in the form of energy money. So if you aren't making that income, that means that you're just playing small. You're just helping a couple of people, Mm. a couple of people here, a couple of people there. Because when we really step out with our gifts, And we're really out there and we're serving thousands of people. The money just shows up. It's not about I have to make X amount, but it's about the the it's the value that you're giving comes back to you. So the money just shows up when you're really serving. But if you're not serving and you're playing small, then it doesn't really show up. Mm. And so it's really about being able to to have that ripple effect on the planet. So my whole thing is like I want to help 5000 spiritual entrepreneurs create 5000 businesses in five years. Because for each one of them, if they're touching three, four, five, ten thousand lives, like the ripple effect that I'm creating on the planet to me, it just like gives me complete goosebumps that they can do that. And if I'm also helping those entrepreneurs make money doing this, so not only are they living their purpose, but they're starting to create financial abundance that then they can use not only for themselves, because we do want to make sure that we're living our best version of ourselves. Mm. So we want to make sure that we are taking care of us, but to be able to take that, that energy money and put it back out on the planet. It's not about buying a bunch of stuff for yourself in the house that just like lays around that you never use. It's about being able to put that energy back, not being able to give the money back. What I I say tithing, but I'm not necessarily talking about church giving. It's more about just giving it back so that it can help people, whether it is a church or an organization or something that calls to you Mm -hmm. that you can give that money back to. And that's that to me is where the importance comes in when you're creating your business. Wow, that's great. And so, right, if you aren't receiving that money through you as the filter, as the channel of this energy, then you aren't contributing it back. You have no capacity to contribute it back. And of course, we also have this, as spiritual entrepreneurs or spiritual people, spiritual seekers, we should understand that we should be able to move through that scarcity mindset. That's just yeah. convention. How how do we get ourselves past that? What do, or How do we make that decision to get across the, the bridge of fear? We know yeah. just, we know the decision comes first, the money comes later or whatever it is comes later. But how, how do you, what do you say about that? How do, how yeah. the people that are listening, like just, okay, tell me how to do it. <laughs> right there. Just give me the magic pill. Yeah. Well, it's, it's definitely a process because what we have to do is we have to unravel the beliefs that are there. Yeah. 
So most people come in when they're coming to me, they're like, well, I'm afraid to charge. And I'm like, well, why are you afraid to charge? Because I believe that we've been told we're not supposed to. It's a gift. It's been a gift that's been given to me through source, God, whatever you call that being that's your creator. They're like, well, I'm not supposed to charge for it. And I have an interesting theory, and this gets a little controversial. So some people may resonate with this, but some people may not. But it's, bring it. my, my whole thing is that we, ha- we as healers and light workers, I believe, have been told to not charge. And that we're not supposed to be charging and that we're supposed to do it for free to keep us down, I guess is the right word. Mm. Because when we're in a place of scarcity and when we're struggling, we can't really serve. But when you take someone who has the gifts that your audience has, that we all have within us, when you take those gifts and you add the ability to create financial abundance, which gives us security, which allows us to be the best version of ourselves, we are powerful. Mm. And if you can think of all of those spiritual entrepreneurs creating the six figures and beyond and seven figures and beyond, and then creating foundations and being able to donate and being able to change the planet and change, literally change the vibration of the planet with what they're doing, we will, there will be a tipping point that will occur on the planet that certain people who may be of a lower vibrational energy don't want to have happen. Woo. So I truly believe that we've been told to not charge to keep us where we are. And so when we can get rid of that, when we can hold that space for ourselves and get that this has nothing to do with us, this has nothing to do with with how much money we're making for us personally, but that it's about being of service. So when we can see that and the power that we can create and have and how to shift the energy of this planet, then I think that scarcity mentality will start to go away. But you have to see it that way because when you're thinking about it as you, then we get into the whole ego issue and then it becomes, you know, full scarcity mentality that we shouldn't charge. Yeah. Arguing with the beast that is illogical, that that beast yeah. of, of scarcity or the ego, you know, spewings. And isn't that amazing? I, I see that. I can feel that. Can't you all feel that? We talk about global ascension and we, we talk about it just as energy in general and just as light coming in and our vibration raising. Well, a part of this plane is money, is this monetary system. This is, and we kind of don't want it to go away. We kind of enjoy it as much as we enjoy food, you know what I mean? Which, by the way, if if uh, money, if the gift of healing and helping and, you know, intuit, in, using your intuition is from God or source, so is food. It just grows right up out of the planet and we pay for that. So... <laughs> You know, so is education. So is wisdom. We pay for all of that. So is medicine. So is healing. All of it. But we we pay for that. That is just the status quo. That is what we have created right now. And like I said, we actually enjoy it. You know, some people theorize that when we ascend, you know, to like a 5D state, we won't be eating food anymore. And then we're like, but I kind of like that part of this whole (laughs) having a body thing. I think we enjoy playing with money and we can certainly... um, recapitulate it we can certainly redeem it and love it and that's the only way that's the first step I think too is yeah. is loving it and and loving the fact that you are going if you are pursuing abundance and prosperity because if you have resistance if you have a discomfort with it and you think it's distasteful well then that's the vibration you're going to maintain about it yeah. right yeah, absolutely yeah. yeah I mean and we're, we're here in this you know time space reality we're here in this dimension to enjoy ourselves this yes. is about being in a space of joy. Right. So if we're in scarcity mode or we're worrying because we don't have this or how are we going to get that, and then I, we can't serve. And then we're, we're lowering our vibration, mm. which then is affecting the whole planet. 
Right. So, so we like our only job on this planet really is to raise our vibration. Mm. And so we can't do that if we're worrying about money. Right. So you have to be creating financial abundance so that you're not worried so that then you are the best version of you. Your vibration is at its highest level. And then you're able to, you know, have that ripple effect, have that impact to other people. And then also to be able to, to serve and help other people see that with your gifts and then also receive that energy when you're donating money back out to the world. That's yes, I can. That's amazing. And it occurred to me that um, sometimes when you say when, when the healers are hiding, um, I actually that goes to then marketing your business too. people are, oh, that's gross. And well, I actually had in my Facebook group, someone said, how can you market your business if you're an introvert? And I said, well, let me just let me just correct you. If you don't mind, I'm going to correct you there for a second. An introvert, the, the word introvert, no one is, by the way, 100 percent either introvert or extrovert. Carl Jung, who actually started using Using these coined these um, labels said that any person who was one completely extroverted or introverted would be have to be committed. It's just not <laughs> the thing. But also just to clean that up, an introvert is someone who derives energy from within. And an extrovert is someone who derives energy from without, like being interacting with people. And so when you're in the introverted mode or on the introverted spectrum, then sometimes when you are interacting with others and interacting from without, it drains you and you need to refill. That's the distinction there. Shyness and social anxiety is a totally different thing. Shyness and social anxiety are about fear of social judgment, fear of being judged by others. So we know if there's fear somewhere in there, that is something that we need to move through, right? So that's if you putting on... The fact that you're uncomfortable marketing your business, putting on the fact, putting it because you're an introvert and that's okay. I just, I like to clear that up a little bit. Can you, can you address that a little bit for folks? Sure, absolutely. Marketing? So, so this is going to sound a little harsh, but I'm saying that you're being incredibly selfish. Love it. If you are looking you, and you really, you're using that as an excuse. So you're sitting mm-hmm. in your fear and you're using that as an excuse to, to not be stepping out. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's to me is, is selfish because if you've been giving this gift by source and you, you're, that's your whole purpose is you're supposed to be stepping out with that. And yet you're using this excuse of, well, I don't know what people are going to say, or I'm afraid to step out, or I don't like doing videos or whatever it is. And then you now step back into you, you've made it all about you mm. and it's nothing to do with you. Like none of this has anything to do with you. This has to do with your level of service and stepping out. So the minute we allow that fear to come in, again, this goes back to the ego. So we're letting the fear to come in because we're worried about what are people going to say? I'm afraid of this. I'm afraid of that. I don't want to charge. What are they going to say if I step out like this? And you've made it all about you. And so we need to remove that selfishness. and, And like, it's not about me. It's about serving. Right. And when you can get your head around that, you just, it's, I'm not saying it's super easy because you still have those fears and those fears are there for a reason and they've served you maybe, but now it's time for them to not serve you. So what you have to do is you have to look at that fear. You have to give it gratitude and acknowledge it. And then you have to say, you know what? I see you. I see you fear. And you no longer serve me because mm. I have now graduated to the next level and I'm here to serve. And so you just give it gratitude because you needed that contrast for something. Right. That fear was there for a reason. So you can't completely discount it. It was there for a reason. But now that you have awareness of it, you can acknowledge it, give it gratitude and release it and move forward and then be in a full place of service. Just last week, my show last week was um, Transformation is Actually Alchemy because I was I was working with Archangel 
Archangel Uriel. And that's what he explained to me was like you're saying, you want to give gratitude. You want to be grateful for the, for the fear. And so that's actually what Uriel was showing me. When we transform, we aren't cutting something off of ourselves. We aren't resisting fear and rejecting the fear. We're actually we're, we're making that base metal of fear into gold and we're, ex- we're accepting it all the way, but we're changing it. It's becoming different. We're not rejecting it. And so we can look at that fear that you're talking about as just a messenger. I think of the ego as a frightened child and it kind of quite literally is because the ego is the that that big part of it and by the way ego at its core is meant to just keep us physically alive that's the redeemed the 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 good part of it but we start attaching to all all other kinds of things to that survival mechanism that don't belong there like if anybody hears me speak, then I'm, you know, I mean, somehow I'll die. <laughs> that's really, that's what, that's what, is, that's what the the kind of basic, um, definite, you know, energy under being socially anxious is, you know, being out and somehow it's going to threaten me, threaten me physically. And so that frightened child, when all of that was developed and it became, got pushed down into the subliminal mind, it really is the logic of a frightened child. And so... When that voice comes up and says, I'm afraid, listen to it like a frightened child. We wouldn't reject a frightened child and say, you're stupid. Get out of here. No, you would say, what is it, sweetheart? I understand that, but it's okay. Just hold my hand. I, and that the one that's saying, just hold my hand, is the higher mind. And the higher mind is the one that needs to be leading. We need to stop listening to that lower mind that says, it's dangerous to charge. It's dangerous to be seen and market my business as a spiritual entrepreneur. Would you agree? I, I would. And one thing I want to say about the ego, because I think the ego gets a really bad rap. Right. Because um, the ego is actually necessary. Mm-hmm. So, yes, that you know, we have that reptilian survival piece of us that we have to, you know, the fight or flight where the, we see the ego come up. But the ego is really a mask for us. Right. So let's use an example if we were going to on a job interview or even here. Right now, I have an ego. A part of my ego has stepped up because I want to look good for the interview. I want people to know that I'm knowledgeable. I'm like, I have a certain persona that I'm presenting at the moment, which is my ego. And same thing if you went on a job interview, you're going to put on, you know, the, the certain mask of the ego that's going to help you get the job. You want them to know that you know what you're talking about, that you're good for the job, that you're going to show up on time, that you're going to help the company. So the ego is a mask that we use. The problem is, is that when we don't call upon it and it steps in, so when you can call upon it, so I'm calling upon it right now for the interview. Someone would call upon it for a, a job interview or a first date or something like that. So we, we have it, but we have to be careful when the ego pops up and we don't call upon it. Right. So I think that's that's the thing. And usually when it pops up that way, it's a, it's something that's coming from the reptilian side of us where what's the fight or flight and how do we how do, what do we react to? So that fear like pops up that way. So I just always like to give the poor ego such a bad rap because we do need it. Yeah. And that, you know, it is useful, but it's not mastering that piece of it instead of allowing it to just creep in and take over. So it's having that awareness that when that fear steps in, you're like, okay, why are you here? Let's have a look at it. And then when you can uncover it, then you realize usually the fear was really nothing because no, no, there's no right? big tigers chasing us anymore. <laughs> right, I know. <laughs> exactly. I think it's Penny Pierce, actually, when she's talk, having talking about ego versus higher mind or intuitive mind. You know, we talk a lot about left brain and right brain, um, the right brain being the intuitive, creative part of us, and then the left brain being the analytical linear. Well, we can't, again, just like extroversion and introversion, we can't be all one or the the other because if we're all just intuitive creative then that's being un- we kind of call it ungrounded in the spiritual se- 
speaking, you know, arena. And that that is we need to take that. That is the leader, though. That is where the information comes in. That is how we, we receive. And that is the, the, the part of us that can sort of feel down the road, if not literally see, feel down the road. But we pass it off to that linear mind or the ego. And we say, now you execute it. But it is the assistant. <laughs> it yes. is not the leader. That's the idea. So and I've always also shown basically that when that is happening too, it's sort of like our chakra system got turned upside down so that those lower survival chakras are actually doing the job of the higher um, crown, you know, third eye, all of those truth um, seers and executors. And it's that it's the lower mind trying to do the job of the higher mind and that we, we have the capacity to just shift and pop back up into that higher mind. Oh, who's parking? Who is that? <laughs> actually, that's that's actually a few houses away. My, oh, mic, okay. my mic must be really good. <laughs> my little my little fur baby is being babysat outside on the porch. Oh, that's okay. not him. <laughs> so yeah. funny. Well, it's also me. I'm always <laughs> actually my friend Lorna Antufermo, who has come on the show before. She's an amazing spirit channel. One <laughs> one time we were in a text stream together, and, and I said something about puppy. Who said puppy? And she goes, "You." She goes, "You're like me when I show up to a party and someone says there's cake. Cake? Who said it's cake? Where's the cake?" <laughs> I heard there was cake. <laughs> That's me with animals. <laughs> oh, it's great. <laughs> oh, so funny. I love her. Okay, so we actually have a caller. Do you want to, is that all right with you, Kimberly? Sure, all absolutely. Right. Let's take that caller. Hello, you're on the air. Who's this? Uh, this is Kendall. Hi, Kendall. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys? Great. Kendall, do I know you from the Lightworkers Lab? No, nope. uh, no, I don't believe so. Okay, sorry, it's another Kendall. Well, <laughs> let's talk about the Kendall that you are. <laughs> What's on your mind today, sweetie? Um, I guess I'm I'm trying to figure out my career. I um I don't know what direction to take in life, and I feel really uninspired and overwhelmed, and just a whole lot of things that I shouldn't be feeling. Oh, I'm sorry, sweetheart. Um, okay, so when I first was getting a, a nudge in the in the solar plexus area, so we have a little self worth and self identity. I actually am show, being shown that you do know what you should be doing. You do know your, what your gift is, this primary gift that you want to. You have a lot of ancillary ones, and those are confusing you. But there's one that you know to pick right now to step forward with. But you're needing some encouragement, and we need to put down that tool of that lower mind that is overthinking a little bit like we were just talking about Kimberly and I were just talking about do you resonate with that Kendall mm-hmm. I think you do have a really strong gift and uh, talent that you know is is something really special yeah I, yeah that, that sounds um like it fits it's still just <clears throat> yeah those other thoughts are just um I guess pulling me down or, or preventing me from from realizing it yeah Kimberly do you have some advice for Kendall so I think you know there's always that confusion right what are we supposed to be doing and that's the hardest part especially now it feels like so many people are saying like you should be following your purpose and when we don't know what that is it's kind of a terrifying uh spot but but I'm getting the same kind of feeling that you you know what this is but I think you're thinking I don't know that I could actually make a business out of that that's Mm -hmm. kind of what I'm feeling like you're like no 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 that's just a hobby so I would, um, I would look at that in some detail and then start, start to take the steps of looking at how can I actually uh, turn that into a business? Like, would people pay for that? And I always say when you're trying to figure out what you're creating, you need to be looking at the problem that you solve for people. Because mm-hmm. when you can solve a problem for someone, they will come to you. So you have to ask yourself, what problem am I solving 
And if you can solve a really cool problem for someone, then and they're going to get excited about that, then that's when you know you're onto something. How do you, does that feel to you, Kendall? Great. Yeah, great, good. And it's so good, yeah. Yeah, so good. So you can identify the problem that you can solve for other people. Yes, you can feel that. The outcome you can get someone, right? Kind of. I guess it's still kind of fuzzy in my mind um, what it actually is. And I know I'm probably just forgetting because I'm on the spot right now, but... Oh, yeah, you don't have to share it. That's okay. But I, I, you feel that there is something in there that you do feel that connection, that very simple piece of, I know I help people with this. I solve this problem for someone. I get people this outcome. And you do it because of that faith that you have that's so innate. You have that faith that you just stand in the gap and you just wait and you allow. You, you're very creative and the creative part of you is the thing that is sort of working a little overtime. The creative part of you is now is that is supposed to be just bringing in and connecting you to activity that's based upon your excitement and your highest good. Right now, it's just it's kind of going rogue and it's taking on a job that it's not meant to do. Like I said a moment ago, it's all that sacral energy and you're being you're feeling overwhelmed by the creative um, expressions that that you see as potential. And the, the deal is to get clarity is just pick one and go ahead and start moving forward. Start feeling forward with it is the real deal. Start feeling into it. Let your imagination run wild about what would it be like? What does future Kendall do? And then you just start feeling into that future Kendall and and accept her feelings as your feelings. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. Oh, good. Great. Well, do you have any other question for Kimberly or me? Um, Yeah, I have some pets. So I was wondering, um, how how happy are they? they? Is there something I could be doing different? Because I know that um, I have two dogs and a cat, and they don't always get along together, but they're not really, well, they're animals. They, don't, they can't really tell me. <laughs> they're, okay, they're not always, would you say they're not always getting along? Is that what you said? Yeah, no, they're definitely not always getting along. Okay, and so we have a, a one doggy is bigger than the other doggy, right? One's kind of like, they're they're not... Like one's huge and one's tiny, but there's like one is a bit larger than the other. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. And the kitty and tell me, tell me the kitty's name. He's a boy, right? Uh, Elvira. Oh, it's a girl. What's the name? Delilah. Delilah's name. Elvira. Of, oh, Elvira. I was like, Delilah's my kitty's name. Elvira. Okay. All right. So <laughs> I, I now I'm just doing a cursory feeling into this. Normally when I do animal readings, I really connect with their energy by seeing their photo and, and all that kind of stuff. But I am feeling so. Elvira is actually, she does love to play, but she doesn't really like to play the way the doggies play. And that's okay. She likes to play with you. And, um, and that's totally okay. It's okay for them to have their different... Um, uh, preferences, and we don't have to worry about them. Here's the deal about animals. They are more natural than we are. They get they, they don't get off um, into that, you know, letting things that are not the right things do the job. You know what I mean? Like, and they don't get off into the lower mind chatter like we do. They, they understand the ecosystem of the universe. They're better at pursuing their highest good. They're better with unconditional love. So, we don't have to worry mm-hmm. about what they're experiencing so much. If nobody is being injured, then they're actually just expressing themselves. And I feel like nobody's actually being injured, right? There's just some bitching sometimes. No. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah, just some bitching. And here's the interesting thing. Sometimes that's fun. They just enjoy it. And they're just setting boundaries. <laughs> one, So one of the doggies, the smaller doggie, gets, it kind of bugs Elvira sometimes. Is that the deal? 
Uh, other way around, the big dog. The big dog, bu- okay. The big dog bugs Elvira sometimes. And so he is actually having a little <laughs> fun with that. It's kind of fun for him to tease her. And it's act- And then she doesn't mind just showing, it actually feels good for her to put him in his place, too. They're actually just playing around in this world, and that's what we get to do. And they're better at it than we are. So um, just relax. Yeah. Nobody's being injured. Um, and they just, like, let it, let's see that you, the other thing you could do, if it, if it makes you, if it startles you, makes you uncomfortable, you can just speak with them too and say hey guys I appreciate that you guys want to have fun and do these different things but sometimes I prefer it if you're peaceful and you know other times you just stay peaceful with one another that's my preference and we always want to speak an affirmative language with animals you could just say it right out loud you could say it in your mind you could say it out loud doesn't matter speak an affirmative language because like the universe animals don't understand contradictory speech so they don't understand don't be scared don't worry. They don't understand that. The subject there is worry, scared. So that's what the universe is. <laughs> How we place our be- our orders with the universe, too. We speak it in affirmative. So we say, please be peaceful now. That's that. If that's your preference, you can just make your request to them, and that's okay. But also know that they're just fine. They're actually just having some fun and playing around. Okay? Awesome. Thank you. You're welcome, Kendall. Thanks so much for calling in today. And uh, good luck with opening up that new pursuit because you're going to be amazing. You are amazing at it. So thank you so much for sharing your light. Thank you. Oh, that was great. <laughs> thank you so much for that, Kimberly. I think, could, could you really feel how talented she is and she needs yeah. to get out there? There's that little, I think it's, it felt like this, uh, there's like a speck and there's this little darkness around it. Cause she's not quite seeing it. Yeah. I think she's thinking of it as something so simple, but I think it's, uh, it's bigger than that. Yeah. You know yeah. what? I, I was actually shown with my guides one, this is something I work with my clients on, um, for, for the people that maybe are coming into their gifts or they have another job and then they're transitioning, I was shown that we actually can just hack that experience, that we already are professionals and we're just smushing into there a gift that is so huge and big, like we have the winning formula. And it's kind of like what your work is. You have the winning formula with um, the, the financial and technical stuff you know how to do. And you're like, well, this other thing is just miracles. So, okay, just put those two together. <laughs> Some of my best clients are the ones that go from corporate over. And we say it's a parallel move. Mm. So we can't, you know, people think I'm just starting. I haven't done this. I'm like, no, you, you're an expert at something. You've been doing something your whole life. So it's a parallel move when you've got this, this job that maybe you don't love so much, but you're able to take that experience and move it over. So I think, uh, yeah, we just have to think of it that way. It's not a complete start over. And that is something that is definitely from social convention too. That's like, you know, yeah. especially from the previous generation, let's say, um, the the baby boomers and that in the industrial age, maybe that was true. I don't want to say it wasn't true, but that was definitely the um, the way that things worked. You had to get you got the job in the machine factory because it was the industrial age, just for example. And that's what you did. And you were able to buy a house with it. And there you were. And you got to do some creative things on the side if you really wanted to. But that's what you did. And so and we also have this lingering phrase from, you know, now it's become antiquated because certainly the millennials, the newer generation, don't believe in it. Jack of all trade and master of none. But we still have that. It's still lingering out there. So you can't start over. You can't do more than one thing. You can't be multi-potential. You can't be multi-passionate. You can't start over when you're 40 or 30. It doesn't matter what age because you can say, I can't start over at age 27. You know what I mean? Which is when a lot of people start now. (laughs) Anything. 
Absolutely. And I think the other thing that kind of like made me something came up for me here is that also the people that that they're like, well, because I am transitioning or this is new, they go out and they get like hundreds of hours of of time working with different, uh, you know, spiritual teachers and they're getting this certification and that certification and they're trying to get all this done before they step out. Yet, I don't know, I don't believe there's any like psychic medium uh, certifications. This is a gift that we have that just comes with us and there's no certification. And so I think that is even overrated too. That's a whole idea of like, I need to have this certain, where did you go to school? And it's like, you know, we, we, my other half, he's a, a writer for a magazine, the senior writer for Spiritual Biz Magazine. And he's, he wrote this beautiful article about, um, about autodidacts. Like, you know, I think the title of it was, excuse me, sir, what are your credentials? Because he's very self-taught and is brilliant in what he does. And we all are in our own way brilliant in what we do, but we don't need to have that certification. Like it comes from the experience. So that mm-hmm. goes back to the same thing. If you're making a transitional move from from a corporate job over, it's like we have so much experience. There's so much life experience that the schools don't teach you. You're not getting that from a certification. So just you know, if you do a little research on the top auto autodidacts in the world, that's amazing. Like you, like Leonardo da Vinci is like you no, know, he didn't go to school. Right. Einstein dropped out of school. So it has nothing to do with that. It's really about owning your experience and who you are, and just being able to tap into your gifts. And that's a that's something we all need to remember. So, so certifications are okay, right? But they're not necessary to do what you're doing. Absolutely. And I think that mentor, getting a mentor is even more important because a mentor or a coach is meant to elicit you out of you. And that, to me, the, the certifications can sometimes, especially for highly sensitive, empathic people, can be constricting because now we're trying to do an art the way a different artist does it. And that's not actually how it works. And that's something my guides told me when I identified as an energy healer. They're like, don't go take someone's energy healing course. Do do none of that. You have to sit with your own gift and let it come out the way it is because it's your song and your voice. And you have to, if you go do that, you're going to put on something else and start mimicking them and it's going to constrict you. Um, and yeah. so, right. I think, would you agree that getting a coach or a mentor is a really, um, a really valuable kind yeah. of way to start? It's, it's yeah. truly invaluable. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't, I, even having had, so I'll share some of my personal experience. So having done the whole Wall Street thing, it was very interesting to me because I did not have a mentor. And um, I'm, uh, I've had a very amazing and blessed life in how things happen. I manifest like crazy. So my life has just been this incredible thing one after another. And people are like, how did you do that? How did you do that? And I'm like, I'm not really sure. So I actually never had a mentor, mm. but I have all this success. And then when I, when I started doing, when I got out of the Wall Street stuff, I'm working with, you know, spiritual entrepreneurs and stuff. There's certain, sometimes in your life, you have to realize that there is a point in time to work with a mentor that can make you go faster and want to do. Mm -hmm. And I think that was the biggest like aha for me was I thought, I got this, I got this. I had all this previous success. And then sometimes you get into a certain niche and things and you need some clarity. Mm -hmm. And I know when I started working with my coach that it it was like a night and day transformation. I had so much stuff in place, but there's certain things you can't see. There's like the the, the coach gives this ability to peek in Mm -hmm. and say, oh, what about this piece? And then all of a sudden you have these major aha moments. You're like, oh, my goodness, I can't believe I didn't see that. And so it really is invaluable. And I know my clients are saying, but it's just it's invaluable. And really, I know with my clients, personal growth, like teaching them on how to build business, which is a lot of fun, everything. But it's really about uh, the personal growth. And and that is absolutely. 
invaluable. Yes, I agree. It's we we love being with other people. You know, we can have everything in ourselves. We are universe, but that's not the reason that we're here. Um, so I think that's that's a good distinction. Having a coach or a mentor or another person who can help to be that mirror for you is one thing. But then thinking that you need to get a certification and some kind that's actually an impersonal. That isn't an interaction with someone. Right. I mean, that right. isn't actually the, the good stuff. Yeah. Uh, two separate things. <laughs> to, two different things. Yeah. Do Jarvis, do we have time to take one more caller? Okay. Is that you want to take a caller, Kimberly? Sure. All right. Great. Hi, you're on the air. Who's this? Hi, Trisha. It's Cheryl. Hi, Cheryl. How are you? I'm good. I called in before a couple of months back. You had, oh, I can't think of the guy, but it was dealing with animals. Um, and I told you about a home, a couple of homes my husband and I were in the process of buying, and they fell through both times. Do you mm. remember? I do. I remember. Yes, I remember. I remember speaking with you, Cheryl. And we have Kimberly Masca on with us. To just to Hi, Kimberly. Hello. <laughs> I just wrote. I just wrote down your website because I am going to go there as well. Great. Oh, She's amazing. Well, so you, the homes fell through. Is that what you're saying, Cheryl? And you wanted to. Okay, so well, I wanted to piggyback on that. That's what ha- that's when I called a couple of months ago. But now I'm walking away from that marriage, 18 years in, um, mm-hmm. and now I can see why those homes fell through uh, because it's not meant for me to buy a home with this man. Oh. So I'm walking away from the marriage, and I feel good about it. It's been a lingering thorn in my side for the past five, six years. Well, I'm glad you feel uh, about leaving that you're moving. It feels like you feel good about it. You're moving toward your highest good um, and the health stuff, too. Yeah. Did the health stuff start to improve a bit, too? Um, it's like, honestly, inside, I'm having a peace about it all. Good. Where, where, whereas before I used to feel like what was going to happen to him because I've been the mama in this relationship. I'm 10 years younger than he is. Mm. And I'm the one that makes sure he he's the breadwinner. So I'm going to, the reason I'm on topic in a few minutes, I'll be on topic. But the reason why um, um, I felt sad about it five, six years ago is because I wa- I was wondering what's going to happen with him because he's very irresponsible. Mm. So now on the subject of why I'm calling in, I'm a hairstylist of 30 years, uh, but at this present time, I'm an assistant for another hairstylist. So I'm not making enough money to step out on my own to take care of myself. Mm. And if I could walk out and leave today, pack my stuff in my car and walk away today, I it'd be so awesome. But financially, I can't do that. So that's why I'm calling today. Um, I don't know what to do financially for myself. I mean, I, I post inspirational things on Facebook. All my friends love it. My friends come to me when they're having issues in their life, and I'm having my own issues. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel contradictory because I'm like, I, I, I'm giving them advice, but deep down I'm having my own issues I can't really Oh, wow. so that's why I'm calling today, lady. Okay. Well, we have just a couple minutes left. I think I might let the financial expert lead this one. Do you have some advice for Cheryl? I, I do. So um, this might be a little tough love, Cheryl, but, um, you know, money is energy. And I kept hearing you say okay. as well, as I can't, I don't have, I can't, I don't have. And so we're coming from a, a place of scarcity. And so we have to realize if money is just energy, then it's something we can create. 
and we're all creators, but you have to be a conscious creator of what you're, of what you're doing instead of an unconscious creator. Because when we're unconscious, that's when the things happen to us and it's, it's kind of the not fun stuff. But if we are consciously creating, we can create and bring in what we want. So it's just money. So you can't let the energy of money hold you back from living your purpose and doing what you want. So we have to look and we have to say, am I more committed to the story that I'm sharing right now about I don't have and I can't and all these issues that I can't move from and I can't live my purpose and this isn't happening? Or are you more committed to shifting your life? And that commitment level will bring a different level of energy coming to you and it'll start to bring you some clarity. And I know it's scary in the beginning, but we have to make a shift. We have to make a decision that I will not live like this anymore. Mm-hmm. And then you have to step up yeah. and make it happen because too many people get caught in this. I can't, I don't have, I can't see it. It's not going to work. Money and money and money is the thing that I mean, most people are struggling with, but you have to make a decision. Yeah. How am I going to get out of that? Whether it's, you know, if you have a business that you're creating, it's like sometimes it's taking that investment leap in the business. What is it? What's going to happen? Maybe you need to start charging your friends. If you are giving a gift away all the time, like you shouldn't be giving that gift away for free. You're, you're out of balance. The universe wants everything to be in balance. And when we give more than we receive, we're out of balance. And that's why we end up in scarcity mode because the universe is trying to show you that you are out of balance. So if you're always giving advice and stuff, start to create a business around that. Mm-hmm. Start to say, hey, this is what I do. Um, one of my clients did that. She's always been giving stuff away for free. She cracks me up. She used to like people just tell them, ah, just buy me lunch. And I would be like, no, this is what you do. You're an expert at this. People come to you from all over to ask these questions. So now she's like, this is my business. And now I charge. And it's okay. it's been interesting to watch her um, increase her pricing as she goes. But, you know, start with something that feels comfortable. Because if you go outside of what resonates with you, you get wobbly and it doesn't work. But it really comes down to picking, you know, I'm going to start charging for this. You can let people know you officially have a business. It's, it's You're going to stop treating it so much like a hobby. But it all comes to a decision point of I choose to not live like this anymore. And I'm going to choose to change my life. And that, then you open up and let the universe bring to you what that is that's going to give you that that change. That's wonderful advice. Thank you so much, Kimberly. And unfortunately, we're out of time, but thank you, Cheryl, for calling in. Um, I highly encourage you, you you're welcome, to go back and really listen to Kimberly's advice because there was so much gold in there. There was just so much energy attunement for you that you can just take those feelings. Feelings lead to ideas, lead to action, but it always starts with those feelings. So thank you for calling in, Cheryl, and do call back and again, congratulations on taking those powerful steps forward. Really, really happy for you. Yay. Great. Well, Kimberly Maskett, please do tell us how, uh, tell everyone, especially if they're listening on audio, how they can get in touch with you and uh, engage in your work. Sure. Absolutely. So you can reach me at KimberlyMaskett.com and all my information about me is there. Um, There's uh, the Spiritual Biz Magazine as well, where there's articles published every day from other spiritual entrepreneurs sharing their stories. And then uh, really I have on the, on the, actually right there, you can see on the screen, I can see that's the, the six shifts to uh, creating your six figure spiritual business. That's a free training that you guys can click and link that link into. And uh, there are some serious golden nuggets in that free training. Cause I will tell you, people actually call me and they say, I have stickies all over my house because <laughs> I'm really working about shifting your perspective on money and being able to make those decisions in your life to be able to move forward and have the abundance that you deserve. 
Wow, that's wonderful. Well, thank you again for being here today, Kimberly Masca. Such an honor, so powerful. And thank you everyone who is listening in all space and time. I will see you again next week on UBN Radio Channel 1 and um, on all of my podcast and um, social media outlets. I'm Trisha Carr. Thank you so much for tuning in. I love you, whoever you are.